Well, hello there. Hello, Rich. Hi, how are you? Happy quarantine day 746. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, it is interesting how how long it can seem. I was telling uh, my mom the other day, I'm kind of a homebody as it is. I don't, you know, really? love be- I don't love being out. But when some when you feel like you're forced to stay home, that's a different story. <laughs> then the rebel in you. Right. Now I saw I sent, I think I sent you that meme where there's a penguin goes, Well, now I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh, so that's my yeah, life. I think your mom's kind of the same way. You know, yeah. She's, yeah. She doesn't really like to go out more than necessary and, and yet now that she has to stay in. It's troubling. Well, at least I have uh, butter and sugar and flour, and I'm okay. But not not bad at all, as long <laughs> as you're able to share it with the rest of us in the midst of quarantine. Yes, sir. So, <laughs> uh, as we've said, in, in the midst of all this, we're trying to keep things uh, at least resembling a touch of normalcy. Uh, so we are today going to uh, continue with our Something to Think About. Uh, podcast for the week and uh, talk about our upcoming uh, message on Sunday. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned normalcy because, you know, we recognize in the Christian worldview that suffering is normal for us. Oh my as, goodness. As we are. Um, he does it work, from afar. Even as we're, as we're working through the, the celebratory times like Palm Sunday uh, coming up this Sunday. Uh, it, it's just amazing to watch how Jesus never separates the two of the joy and the victory uh, and the mundane and the horrible all blend together in this life and all under the sovereignty of God. So there's never a time when God's not in control. There's never a time when he's not uh, working all of these things for our good and his glory. Mm-hmm. And it's easy for us to forget that because we get into routines. And so we, we see, you know, certain things that you know, this is the way it is. This is the way we think it should be. And therefore, uh, that's how it will always be. And, and very often, that's not based on any sort of uh, reality. It's not based on it, on anything from Scripture. It's just based on what we're used to, uh, what, what we've decided in our mind uh, must be normal because that's, that you know, that's how it's been. Right. And so as Jesus approaches uh, Bethany and Bethphage, as he's... Uh, preparing to ride into Jerusalem where he will be recognized as the Messiah, as king. Uh, He's facing opposition because he has upset the normalcy uh, for the people who are in power, who are in leadership at that time. uh, Looking specifically at John chapter 12 today, and and this is uh, largely where we will look on Sunday as we look at Palm Sunday. Um, in, in John chapter 12, it's six days before the Passover, right? So that's this weekend. Next weekend would, would be in this schedule, the Passover. Right. right. So he arrives at Bethany where Lazarus lived. And just a chapter before this, Lazarus, good friend of Jesus, had died. And Jesus wasn't there to heal him when he was sick. He came afterwards and uh and made the bold statement, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. He says this to Lazarus's sister in John eleven twenty five. 25. And this, then he poses the question to her that we all have to come to terms with. Do you believe this? So it's more than just, you know, do you believe what you're seeing? Do you believe that I'm the Messiah? Do you actually believe that I'm the resurrection and the life? 
and that whoever is with me, whoever trusts in me, does not have to face death, not in an eternal and spiritual sense. Mm -hmm. And and so that is really the at the core of everything that comes after that. So in, in John 12, um, again, he's, he's moving in that direction. Verse 9 says, Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came, not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the, the people are fired up. They're excited about Jesus. But this dude that they know who was dead and is no longer dead, they want to come and, and see him. Right. Naturally. <laughs> it, it would tend to draw a crowd. Verse 10, so the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. So they've already decided they're going to kill Jesus. They're making plans to kill Lazarus because we can't have this guy who was dead walking around. I'm not sure why you think that's going to be effective against a guy who has been raised from. Right. But <laughs> We've been there, done that. Anyway, that I can't I can't account for those plans. But uh, anyway, verse 11, for on account of him, Lazarus, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and putting their faith in him. So this is the scenario that we see there. He's upsetting the apple cart just by being who he is. And right. he does good things. People are getting uh, getting angry. Those in, in control, those in leadership are angry with him because of it. Not only are they angry with him, but they actually want to kill Lazarus, who is, if I can use the term, an innocent bystander. He was just a dead guy who's not dead or because Jesus came and ministered to him. Right. So <clears throat> now they're going to take him out too. The, the, the plot thickens. Well, the next day, verse 12, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him. This is why we celebrate it as Palm Sunday. But these palm branches represented peace and victory and goodness. And so they would, would use these, things to celebrate a, a, an incoming king or a victorious warrior. They took palm branches and went out to meet him shouting Hosanna, which means save. That, that was a, a term of praise from the time of David that, uh, that would be shouted again for a victorious king or warrior who is uh, conquering for Israel. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. Jesus found a young donkey and sat upon it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. That was a common thing in that uh, time for the king to ride in, uh, uh, some prominent warrior or king coming in, showing victory. And because the donkey was a symbol of peace, it would be a, a declaration that uh, Peace had come in the form of this king, uh, whether through conquering and establishing peace in that way uh, or as a gesture of peace. So the prophecy of Zechariah, it comes comes true here as Jesus rides in on this donkey's colt. Verse 16, at first his disciples didn't understand all this. That seems to be kind of a theme in the book of John. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that they had done these things to him. In other words, in accordance with the prophecies. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word, as one might expect. <clears throat> so not surprising that you get to Jerusalem and Bethany's, uh, uh, you could call it a, a close suburb, an inner suburb there. And uh, the, the folks who had seen this, they're spreading the word as right. would not be surprising at all. People are, are fired up. Verse 18, many people, because they had heard that he had given this miraculous sign, 
or what the Amplified Bible would call an attesting sign, attesting miracle, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him. So they're, they're conceding in a sense here. They're recognizing uh, he's winning this. He's winning the moment. He's winning the weekend here. Right. As Jesus comes, more and more people are turning to him. But the people who are turning to him aren't quite getting it yet. So they're, they're caught on that, that Jesus is the miracle worker. They even have acknowledged now that he is the Messiah. And there are three specific things we see in what they say here with, with um, in John's account. They shout, Hosanna, save. So they're seeing him as the, the Messiah, the rescuing warrior uh, who is coming to save them. Second, they say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. This would be a common thing to, to say about a prophet, one who speaks for God. So they're recognizing he's coming in the name of the Lord on God's behalf as the ambassador, if you will, the Messiah who is coming from the Lord. And they see, thirdly, blessed is the king of Israel. They recognize him as the descendant of David on David's throne eternally <clears throat> to be the king of Israel. So they're, they're seeing uh, at, at least these three aspects of who he is. And their expectation is that he will now come in and establish the kingdom of Israel. Uh, as we've been looking through the Gospel of Luke and, and then the beginning of the book of Acts uh, in recent days, we see that that's a constant thought for them. Well, are you now going to restore the kingdom? Well, well what about now? Right. How about now? Right. You know, are you going to restore the kingdom now? And Jesus says in the first chapter of Acts, it's not for you to know the times or dates, but you'll receive power from the Holy Spirit to be my witnesses. So then in John 12, they see part of the picture. They don't see, even his disciples don't understand all of it. They, they only see part of it. Eventually, they'll see the whole thing. But right after this, in verse 23, so, you know, they have a conversation um, in the intervening verses, 20 to 22, as uh, some folks want to see Jesus. In verse 23, Jesus says, this is just after this celebration in the streets of him as Messiah. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. <clears throat> well, that sounds good. What does that mean? <laughs> Tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it does, but if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. Now my heart is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from the hour? <coughs> Excuse me. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. So Jesus changes the, the focus. <clears throat> he's not glorified primarily through the praise in the streets. He's glorified as he's lifted up on the cross to die for our sins. Right. So again, the, the trouble and the glory go hand in hand and suffering is normal for us. That's a, I don't think you get a clearer picture. I mean, there's, there's pictures of that all, all through the Bible. Um, but I don't think it, you can get a clearer picture of that than right here. Um, and to see that, I mean, I, we've talked about, I mean, this, I think this is our second or third year doing the podcast and we've talked about, uh, we've obviously had a couple of Palm Sundays under our belt since then. We've talked about, you know, how everybody seems to know the, the story and the passages and, and everything that goes with it. But to find something uh, in the midst of, of what we're dealing with present day, you know, not that that's 
anywhere near the suffering of, of this magnitude, but to find uh, how we can somehow relate to, to that in our own personal lives on a daily basis, I think is uh, an interesting perspective going into this, this Palm Sunday this year. Yeah. So we will stop it there. Uh, I apologize for my dog howling in the background <laughs> for the last few minutes. It's probably better than my coughing in the foreground. Well, uh, one day I'll make a super cut of all these little things. <laughs> but until then, um, I, I'll say it here again. Uh, we are uh, going to live stream both our Palm Sunday and Easter services, uh, just as we have been for the last few weeks uh, during this period of, of social isolation. Um, so if if you uh, are looking for a place to worship uh, and you can't get to a place physically, check out our Facebook page, uh, our Instagram, or our YouTube channel on Sunday mornings uh, around 10.04 uh, for a live broadcast of the sermons. And we'll have music and uh, worship together through uh, technology. And we are constantly working to try and improve it. We're progressively uh, getting better as, as we go. We've been doing uh, live stream for a number of years now, starting out on Stacy's iPhone, and, and we've advanced a little bit since then. We're still working at perfecting our craft, um, but uh, hopefully it's, it is uh, a moment that we can all join together, uh, not so much for entertainment and consumer value, but to be able to to, to just know that we are at one time together, praising the Lord, opening the scriptures and praying together. Absolutely. Uh, so with that, uh, I'll post links to all of our social media uh, outlets in the description for this podcast episode. So hopefully y'all can join us on Sunday uh, this week, next week, and well beyond that uh, until we can get together in person again. So thank you guys for listening and we will catch you later. Thanks, Rich. Thank you. Bye-bye.